0: This new series uh, called Filters. It's been fun to to prepare for this and to get ready and research for this. Uh, But we we all know what, what filters are. We use them every day. Most of them are very helpful, and they, you know, enhance our lives a lot, especially this one. It's kind of flattened out. How many are so thankful for what this represents? Woo, glory, come on. Hallelujah for this what this represents, which is coffee. Amen, amen, and amen. Praise the Lord. Hey, how many, uh, did everybody get one of these as you came in? Okay, what I need you to do, is just put that on your head. I'm just kidding. (laughs) Had nothing to do with that. I just see how many people would do it. (laughs) Not all of you. I heard one lady back there like, no, no, I will not do that. (laughs) No, we will use these at the end of the service so we are going to use that um, Well, what about, what about these, anybody, anybody sunglass users have to have your sunglasses, have your shades, listen if I don't have these when it's bright out I end up with a horrible headache, anybody I, I just have to have these all the time and so these are filters they filter the light coming in and so we can see better uh, what about this one, anybody know what that is Oil filter, there was a story about a young man I heard about, went to college, it had an older car, and he went, and he thought he was going to save money, EJ, he was going to save money and change the oil on his own, and so he was all big and bad, and he, he like crawled up under there with his oil pan, undid the, the screw, and the, you know, the oil came out, put the screw back in, at least he remembered to do that, that would have been really bad, because I've heard that too, where the oil just goes everywhere, but they put the oil in, but he didn't know about this. So he changed the oil over and over and over again and never changed the oil filter and of course the car started breaking down and he didn't know why I took it in and the guy was <laughs> in the shop was like have you ever you know do you know what this is and he's like no he's like have you ever changed it no the car broke down very important filter in your car now in modern times we have these digital filters how many have you kind of fooled with that with your iPhone and, and kind of do all these? Put that picture up for me. Oh, yes. That is an unfiltered digital picture. Now, let me see some. That's a black and white filter, digital filter of that first picture. Go to the next one. Now, check that out. That is, if you look closely, that's a, like it looks like somebody drew. And not, it's not a picture. It looks like somebody drew that dog. It's amazing. It's a filter. One more. One more. There we go. Now, I don't know why you would ever use that unless you're a Minecraft, you know, person. Anybody, any Minecraft? One. All right. Awesome. My daughter, my youngest daughter, loves Minecraft. So, I mean, it's that's weird, but it's another filter. So, there's all kinds of filters. What about filters in our bodies? Now, I'm not going to get too detailed with that because it can... It's kind of gross. I'm not a biology person anyway. I'd probably, you figure out, I don't really know what I'm talking about. But our liver is a filter. It filters the blood coming from the digestive tract before passing it to the rest of your body. If your liver is not filtering properly, we got problems. Same with the kidney. It filters the waste out of the blood. And so if it doesn't work properly, you have to have dialysis. I was at the hospital yesterday. By the way... Let's, I was at the hospital yesterday and walked past the dialysis room. It made me think of that. Be in prayer for Debbie DeBarkerry's uh, mother. How I many you know Debbie? Uh, Debbie's mom was in a bad car accident uh, Friday. It was touch and go, but she's actually through the worst of it. But she is still a long way to go blood transfusions and all of this surgery, all of this stuff. So please lift her up, as well as uh, Denise Woodall's grandmother, who was, uh, had a stroke. And I was out there Wednesday, and she could not speak. I was there yesterday, and she was talking. And we had had prayer Wednesday and been praying for her, and she was talking. Three days later. Pretty amazing. So just keep them in your prayers. But if our kidneys don't work properly, we are in trouble. They don't filter properly. Now, our brain is also a filter, except it doesn't work real well on some of us. Our brain needs to do a little better job with some of us filtering what we say before we say it. But it, yeah, huh? Well, that's right, I'm preaching. And you know what? Our eyes, our eyes are filters as, as well, things coming in. And, and put that picture up, please. Y'all remember this? Okay, 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 okay. How many see black and blue? blue and black. You are completely wrong. You are totally wrong. I don't know you are or not. How many see white and gold? Isn't that crazy? We are looking at the same picture and half of you see one thing and one color and half of us see another, but that is just as plain as the nose on my face that is plainly white and plainly gold. And some of you are going, no, it's not. Is that... That baffles my mind. It actually kind of freaks me out a little bit because, like, what else am I not seeing? You know, what color is really red? What color is really white? But our eyes, all right, you can take it off. We'll just, before we have a march out, okay? (laughs) Our eyes are filters. Now, these are examples, most of them, of good filters. But can filters be negative? Can filters be bad? Can filters hinder us? Are there filters that have the potential to blur our spiritual vision of life, of our relationships, and even of God, our vision and how we see God? How many think that there are? I think so too. We're going to go through a few of these. And again, th- th- these, are not, these are not exhaustive. You, you see how this is? These, these are actual filters. I'm, I'm proud of myself. And Doug built that for me. Yeah, Doug, all right. And Andrew, yeah. He's going to kill me. He's like. But I, we came up with a few possible filters, and we're just going to kind of go through these. What about, what about our childhood? You think our childhood, how we were brought up, could be a filter. <laughs> Absolutely, you know whether we had a single parent, or both parents were in the home, or one was a step parent, and you grew up with step brothers and sisters. Or what about the, the money in the in the family? What about if it was always a point of contention that you barely could make ends meet, and it was always arguing over money, money, money? Or what about you know if it was a strict home, a lot of rules? And then maybe the other side, if it was loose and you pretty much had to take care of yourself. And then there's so many other things that could happen in our childhood. How many know this is a filter with how we possibly could see life? I think this one is as well education. What what we had the opportunity to do in our education, whether we finished high school or not, whether we went on to college, and what kind of college it was was it a secular university? That, you know, you may have had a fairly strong faith, you thought, until you got into a class with a professor who crammed humanism and secularism down your throat and made you feel like an idiot for believing in Jesus and believing in the Bible. Come on, does it, you think that's a filter? Absolutely it is. I'm so thankful that my parents held Christian education at a high level in my life. And I was able to even go to a private Christian school and be founded in that. And instead of it tearing down, it was, I was being built up. Definitely a filter in my life. Huge filter. Uh-oh, what about, what about religion? <laughs> religion. I mean, there's so many facets to this, whether or not you grew up in church at all. Or what kind of church you grew up in. What style of worship? What denomination, Pentecostal, or was it, was it real reserved? Or was it Catholic or Protestant? Or were you raised in church at all? All of those things become filters, and, it, and it's, it's, it's just religion. And it becomes a filter on how we see life. I like this one, personality. I love talking about this. I love that. I think it's so interesting. Personality, You know, whether you're an extrovert or an introvert. The third week of our growth track, which, by the way, I'm going to reiterate what Cody said. If you know that this is going to be your church and you want to become a member, if you want to get involved, if you want to connect to your purpose, then we start that in October. Please sign up outside for growth track. It's going to be the only growth track that we do this fall. So be sure to sign up for that. But the third week of our growth track, we do personality test gift test and we do the color test how many have done that see there's a lot of you that need to go through this but we do the color test red yellow green and blue personalities the red personality is that that person that just is going get her done I mean, they are focused, they are going to get it done no matter who gets hurt, no matter what happens, they are determined, they are task-oriented, they are going to get it done. How many of those in the room? Come on, okay, I got it, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then the yellow, and instead of even describing the yellow with the yellow person, just think about Cody. That's the yellow, okay? That's the yellow. Extroverted, bubbly, excited, everything. Yes, that's the yellow. How many yellows in the house, you think? (laughs) All right. (laughs) And green. Green is that salt of the earth. I mean, not too high, not too low. Very consistent and uh, great servers, workers. Uh, managers, all of those things, just, just, my dad is a green, he's just a, a you know, I want I love a church full of them, amen, uh, all right, anyway, how many greens, how many think you're green, yeah, 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 all right, so, and then there's the blue, the blues are the thinkers, the blues want to connect the dots always, Pastor Allen, we love the vision, we love it, but how are you going to pay for it, that's the blue, now you have been blessed, with a pastor who is a red blue. How about that? Is that exciting? Isn't that e- <laughs> sorry. It is what it is. <laughs> God's helping me to be to love you. No, I'm just kidding. It's <laughs> personality is listen, personality is definitely something that that colors our vision and affects us. This one is definitely Culture. You think where you were born has anything to do with how you see life? Think about a a kid being born in China, communist China. You think they see life differently than you? You think they see God differently? Even in our own country, think about someone born here versus someone born in Los Angeles. You think they see things differently? Most definitely. This is a huge one, big time. What about your gender or your, your age, male or female? I'm not even going to touch that one. But it, it does. It affects how we see things. What about your generation, what generation you belong to? How many boomers in the house? How many boomers? You know, yeah, and Gen X like me or millennials millennials see life differently than boomers and what about our greatest generation those who were involved during the World War II and all of those we're losing those folks very quickly it definitely affects the way we see life uh oh the next one politics come on now we're in church. You think this affects how you see things? You think this divides people? You better believe it. Do you think God wants it to? Come on, i read your Facebooks, I know. God wants to rip this one down. Now, I understand, folks, that this goes deep sometimes. All the time. The problem, the problem is that it's so strong and so so much of a filter in our life, and has been for years and even generations. I mean, I'm serious, going way, way back, mama, grandmama, that we end up filtering our faith through our politics instead of filtering our politics through our faith. And it's dangerous. And it's divisive. And God wants it out. I know we are faced with a very uh, unusual situation this time around. I'm not even going to... God help us. I'm serious. God help us. All I can say is we need to do our civic duty. And you need to read this and you need to pray. And then you need to be obedient. Not to this. Oh, come on. You need to be obedient. Not to this. You need to take a second, put that down, and be obedient to the Holy Spirit. Here's another hard one. Prejudice. Prejudice. Immediately we put our defenses up. Immediately we start pushing back, don't we? Oh, Brother Allen, there's not a prejudiced bone in my body. I've been, here, here's what I believe. I believe every single one of us, because it's sitting about black, white, white, black, Hispanic. Every single one of us have this filter. And God wants to put it down. God wants to take it down. Can you imagine what he could do with us (laughs) if this was out completely from our life? In two weeks, in two weeks, when I'm back in the pulpit, in two weeks, we've got a special, special service that we're going to be kind of focusing in on that one. You don't want to miss. It's going to be called How We See Each Other. How we see each other. And then this is my last one. Again, there's many more, but this is tragedy. How many know that a tragic event can color our life and affect how we see life? Maybe uh, parents that lose a child. Or when you were young, you might have lost a parent in a car accident or a cancer or what? It, you, you, you name it. 9 11, for somebody, is a filter. Perhaps it was abuse tragedy filters our life. Today we're going to talk about how we've been taught to see. How we've been taught to see. What I mean by that is how these filters, and there's many more you could add to this, how these filters have taught us since early childhood to see things a certain way. Here's the problem. The final result of these filters is a distorted picture of life that is different for all of us. Put that up, please, on the board. The final result of these filters is a distorted picture of life that is different for all of us. In other words, we are all messed up. I want want to amen from everybody because you don't get anything else. We are all messed up. We all have blurred vision. We all have filters. The problem is we all may have similar filters in our life, but once we start down here and go through, it's different for all of us once we get to the end. These affect all of us differently. And so by the time we get through all of these, we come out here different. And so it makes relationships and talking and communicating and and marriage and, and work and all of these things really hard, doesn't it? Amen or oh me. It's true. We may start out with the same thought, the same idea, the same whatever on this side but once we get to the other side it's completely it's like the it's like the gossip game that you remember that with the the, or the telegram or the whatever that was called back when we were kids our the teacher would sit us in a circle and she would whisper a sentence to the kid on her right and it would go all the way all the way around all the way around and by the time it got back around it was completely different that's what I'm talking about Adrian will you help me come up here real quick Elder Adrian, ladies and gentlemen, once again, come on up here. Yeah, let's give him a hand as he comes. Yeah, woo! Come out on the other side of the filters there. What I want you to do is stoop down. I know you've got a ways to go. <laughs> and I want you to read Psalm. <laughs> you don't have to sit, <laughs> or maybe you do. <laughs> I want you to read Psalm 119, 105. Okay, ready? But you have to read it through the filters. Behold, the oh same Lord. Lord. That's incorrect. Wait a minute. No, you can't. You can't. No, no, don't put the, 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 you're cheating. You didn't say where I had to read it. Put those on. Not off the wall. Can you see it? That would be no. All right, Come, stand up. If you can, let me help you. All right, take the the shades off. Now I want you to read it. Psalm right there. I got to put my filters on. (laughs) Your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. Thank you. Let's give him a hand. Woo! Your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. Your word not your filters. Your word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. If God's word is to be our guide, if God's word is to show us the proper way to live, if God's word is to lead us and guide us in this life, don't you think it's important that we see it clearly without all of these filters in our life to obstruct what God might be saying? If you believe that, give him praise right now. Do you believe that we need to see clearly? The Word of God. That is basically, listen, that is basically the big idea for this entire series. Now, don't put it up there yet. I wrote this out, this big idea for the series, I wrote it out in first person. And I did it on purpose because we're going to have a little therapy session, okay, together. We're going to be in therapy together. You know, I... I've heard that in an AA meeting, I haven't been in one, thank God, but I've heard that in an AA meeting they say the first thing that you do if you're going to get well is to what? Admit you have a problem. Well, that's what we're going to do first. So put that up there. I'm going to do it. I'm going to, do, I'm going to start. My name is Alan Malloy. My vision of life is distorted. So unless I allow God to heal and remove the negative filters, I will never see clearly the life that I was designed to live. I think they clap for him too, so I appreciate that. I appreciate that. Now, it's your turn. All right? Now, you don't have to say your name. We're going to start right there with my vision, but here we're going to do it together. And I know that we're having fun with this, but this is serious. I did it in the first person on purpose because this is a personal thing to deal with the filters in our life. So let's read it together out loud. Ready? My vision of life is distorted. So unless I allow God to heal and remove the negative filters, I will never see clearly the life I was designed to live. Amen. Amen. Now, let me ask you a question. Oh, leave it up there, she said, leave it up there. She's writing it down. <laughs> We're free in here, it's, just, it's all right. For the next few weeks, the next three weeks, will you make a commitment with me to let your guard down? Don't push back. Our knee jerk reaction is to say, that's not me, I don't deal with that, I don't have that problem. And then we never get healing. We never get free from it. Will you make that commitment with me over the next three weeks to see what God might do to remove these filters from our life? Who will do that? Who will do that? Come on. All right. I think this could be a life-changing series. I think this could be a life-changing word for us. And what I want to do right now before we go into the scripture, and it's not that long, I want to... Just pray right now over these and over these in our life. Lord, in Jesus' name, I pray that you would tear down the walls, the defenses that we have built up so long, and I pray that you would begin to heal and restore and remove the filters that have clouded our vision for so long. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Turn with me to Acts chapter 9 or you can look on the screen. Acts chapter 9 verse 1. This is a story that we're going to kind of talk about these filters. It says, "Meanwhile." Now, I got to talk about meanwhile. What he's saying there is what's happening in verse in chapter 8 is that the church is growing. The Holy Spirit has come and the church has exploded. So that's what's happening, and he says, meanwhile. So meanwhile, Saul was uttering threats with every breath and was eager to kill the Lord's followers. Now remember, Saul was the one holding the coats of those who were stoning Stephen, the first martyr. He was holding the coats, and what that meant was he was approving of that murder. So that's who we're talking about here, Saul, who would later become Paul. So he went to the high priest. He requested letters addressed to the synagogues in Damascus, asking for the cooperation in the arrest of any followers of the way he found there. He wanted to bring them, both men and women, back to Jerusalem in chains. Do you think there were any filters in Paul's life? Here's a big one. Religion. Saul was not serving God. He was serving Religion. And you say, I would never fall into that. Oh, really? We have not been called to serve a certain worship style. We have not been called to serve a certain denomination. We have not been called to serve a certain preference of how we do this or how we do that or whether we sing off the wall or out of a hymn book. We have not been called to serve religion. We've been called to serve the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. And we need to get over ourselves sometimes. We're no different. I have my preferences and you have yours. That's not, I'm not saying that's wrong. It's when we allow those things to do this. Brother Allen, I don't like that. <laughs> we start serving the filter. We start serving religion and tradition instead of God. And it It clouds what he's trying to do. That's good preaching, brother. Keep going. All right, I will. Verse 3, as he was approaching Damascus on the mission, a light from heaven suddenly shone down around him. He fell to the ground and heard a voice saying to him, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? Who are you, Lord? Now, time out. You'll notice that Lord is a lowercase l. In the Greek, basically, he's saying, who are you, sir? He's not calling Jesus Lord, like Lord of lords. He's saying, who are you, sir? Which to me says, he was so blinded. He was so blinded by these filters. He didn't even know who he was talking to. He didn't even realize this was the guy that he was persecuting, that this was Jesus. He was so blinded by his filters. And the voice replied, I am Jesus, the one you are persecuting. Now get up and go into the city and you will be told what you must do. Verse 7, the men with Saul stood speechless for they had heard the sound of someone's voice but saw no one. Saul picked himself up off the ground, but when he opened his eyes, he was blind. So his companions led him by the hand to Damascus. He remained there blind for three days and did not eat or drink. Saul was so affected by his filters that when Christ removed them, all of a sudden, he couldn't see anything. When Christ removed those filters all at once, he was blind. he was blind. Verse 10. Now there was a believer in Damascus named Ananias. The Lord spoke to him in a vision calling Ananias. Now notice this. Yes, Lord. Different. Yes, Lord, he replied. The Lord said, go over to Straight Street to the house of Judas. When you get there, ask for a man from Tarsus named Saul. He is praying to me right now. I have shown him a vision of a man named Ananias coming and laying his hands on him so he can, be, uh, can see again. Now, notice Saul had a vision while he was blind. It's crazy. Verse 13. But Lord, <laughs> how many of you has God spoken something and you know it's him? He's put something in your heart and the first thing out of your mouth is, but Lord... You're, you're in good company. You're in good company, listen, but what did Moses? I mean, God revealed himself in a burning bush, speaking from the bush. You're on holy ground, Moses, blah blah blah, all this stuff. He says, "Go free my people." And Moses says, "But Lord, God wants to free us from these." Filter so that when he puts something in our heart, we're not going to say, but Lord, you're you're just going to say, I don't know how, Lord, I don't know where, but I know you're real, I know I've heard from you, and I know you're going to take care of it, and I'm going to step out in faith. But Lord... I've heard many people talk about the terrible things this man has done to the believers in Jerusalem and he is authorized by the leading priest to arrest everyone who calls upon your name. It wasn't just Saul that was dealing with filters. It was the early disciples too. It was Ananias too. He was like, Lord, don't know if you knew it or not, but this is the dude who wants to stamp out Christianity. Christianity. This is the guy who held the coats while they killed my friend. This is the guy who wants to put all of us in prison. I'm not sure if you realize that. I'll go ahead and let you know, but this guy is trouble. Here's the point look on the board. It isn't just bad people who have vision blocking filters. It isn't just evil people or negative people or non-Christian people who have vision-blocking filters to deal with. Ananias, look at me, Ananias was receiving something that very few people in history ever did or ever will again, a vision from Almighty God. And he couldn't even see it. He couldn't even focus on it because he was looking through his own filters. This is huge. This one's huge. Take a picture of it. Write it down. God has great things he's trying to show us, but we can't see them because of our negative filters God has great things that he has put in your heart and in your life but you can't even see them because of the filters you can't even hear them because of the filters how many things have we missed because of our filters how many moments of ministry have we let slip by how many blessings have we missed because of our filters God has great things he's trying to show us, but we can't see them because of our filters. Verse 15, but the Lord said, go, for, the, for Saul is my chosen instrument to take my message to the Gentiles and to kings as well as the people of Israel. And I will show him how much he must suffer for my name's sake. Listen, God began shaking those filters out of Ananias' life. And God wants to shake them out of your life and out of my life too. If you're with me, give him praise this morning. How many want God to do a work in this series to get us free? Amen. Amen. Verse 17. So Ananias went and found Saul. He laid his hands on him and said, now this is funny to me. Listen, just imagine this. Just imagine this picture. Okay, so Ananias is starting to come along, starting to let the defenses come down a little bit. He goes over to Straight Street. That's kind of cool. There's like a straight street. He goes over there. He goes to the house of Judas. He goes in and he he sees, oh, uh, Saul is in fact blind, so he kind of slips up behind him. (laughs) He's not quite sure about this still. I can just see this. He lays his hands on him and says, Brother Saul, the Lord Jesus who appeared to you on the road has sent me and for the time being I'll just remain nameless since you're blind so that you might regain your sight and be filled with the Holy Spirit. Bam! Instantly, something like scales fell from Saul's eyes and he regained his sight that he got up and was baptized. Amen. Now listen. When we allow God to remove filters from our vision, he will use us to help remove them from others. Can we put that up, guys? Can we put that slide up? There we go. When we allow God to remove filters from our vision, he will use us to help remove them from others. God could have just healed Saul. How many know that's true? God could have just zapped Saul, left Ananias out of the picture completely. He could have just healed Saul after the third day, but he didn't. He used Ananias to lay his hands on him to bring the healing. Are you getting the point? God isn't interested in just setting you free of filters. God is interested in setting you free so that you can see him so clearly that you can help set somebody else free from theirs and so on and so on. We've all been taught to see We've all been conditioned to see from the time we were little kids from these filters. But here's the big idea, folks. Are you ready? It is God's desire to remove every negative filter that we have gathered over the years. It's His desire to free us from every single one of them so that we can finally see Him clearly that there would be nothing Nothing hindering us from walking in faith. There would be nothing hindering us from seeing my brother and my sister the way God sees them, as precious souls that he loves. God wants to free us from this junk. God wants to set us free so that we can see his purposes clearly. Dream with me just a second. How would that impact you? How would it impact your family if you had a clear vision of God, if you had a clear vision of his purposes? How would it affect your workplace? Oh. Think about that person at work right now that just drives you crazy. You got him, don't you? Or her. Boss. Not boss, whatever. Hey, a lot of filters going on. How would it affect the way you see them in that relationship if you had none of this junk, none of these filters? How would it affect your relationship with your spouse, with your kids, with your family, with your friends, if you saw them the way God sees them. Everybody take your coffee filter. What I want you to do is grab a pen in the seat back in front of you or if you, ladies if you have a purse or whatever be, make sure that uh, if you see somebody without one and you've got extra be friendly, hand them out. Some of you ladies have 89 pens in your pocketbook. It doesn't have to be a pen, pencil, whatever. What I want you to do is I want you to write one, one. I know there's a lot. Write one filter. It may be one of these and it may not be. One filter that you want God to remove from your life. Write it down. This is personal. Don't be looking at somebody else. This is personal, very intimate between you and God. Write down the one filter that you want Him to remove from your life. When you get done, I want you to fold it up. We're going to pray over them. And then I want you to keep them. In old school, we would have brought them up here to the altar and laid them all over the place. That's actually what I was thinking. And then I thought, you know what? I want you to be reminded. I want you to put them somewhere that you'll see it again and then pray again. And you'll see it again and you'll pray it again. Because this stuff is spiritual. There's not a one, two, three method. It's, it's Jesus. We're asking Jesus by his Holy Spirit to remove this filter from our life. You done? Didn't take long, did it? (laughs) I want you to fold it up and I want you to lift it up. I want you to lift it up. We're going to pray right now. Father, in Jesus' name.